Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Second shot is no good. Rebounded by Anthony. Two seconds left. Anthony for the win. Cody throws it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Close Up Magic. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Cameron, and today we have a fun guest. He has written with the Close Up Magic a couple of times. We have Patrick Shea, who joining us here shortly. Before we get into that, though, um, I just want to remind you all that this podcast is hosted by 19 Media Group. Check them out. There's loads of really good content on there. Uh, other basketball podcasts, non-basketball related podcasts. There's a really cool Marvel MCU podcast out there. So just go check out 19 Media Group on Twitter or uh, just Google them. You'll find them. Um, I think it's just 19mediagroup.com um, and give them some support. Uh, the Magic are in an interesting spot right now. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday, December 21st. The Magic were supposed to play the Toronto Raptors today, but that game got canceled uh, due to just lack of bodies, health and safety protocol nonsense as they figure out all this stuff and getting teams available. Patrick and I are probably not going to talk about that too much because uh, there's a lot of other really fun and exciting things about this team to discuss. So without further ado, Patrick, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining the show. Not bad, man. I appreciate you uh, having having me on the show. I'm trying to get hey. on this for a little bit, so this is cool for me. I'm excited. Yeah, man. It's I. We should have had you on a lot longer, but you know, life just life got going. I apologize, but I'm glad we're connecting no, now, and uh, you know, we'll definitely keep getting you on the show here and there. Um, Patrick, before we get too deep into the magic, how did you become a Magic fan? What's your story? So I, I moved here when I was like three, four months old, and um. Uh, from where? From Albania, this little country in Europe. So I've lived in Orlando oh, my whole life. Well, I technically live in the Oviedo area, but you know, Orlando, the greater Orlando yeah. area. And um, so my dad's a big sports guy. He watches uh, soccer, uh, basketball. He watches volleyball. He's not a big fan of baseball or anything, but basketball is in the area. And we had T-Mac at the time. And my dad took me to my first game, and it was like the playoff game against the Pistons, where we won, I think, at, yeah, we won at home. And I remember just arguing with like Pistons fans at like seven years old, like six years old or something like that. And I just, I fell in love with T-Mac, honestly. And then obviously my loyalty with the Magic grew after that. But yeah, definitely, definitely just because it was like the first basketball experience I have. And then my family's big on where you're from, you support. So like, I'm a fan of like uh, Albania, Orlando City soccer. I'm a fan of uh, Team USA, like all soccer related and stuff like that. So yeah. That's awesome. I, I you know, I had a similar story. My, my dad took me, um, shortly after we moved to the States, uh, around nine or 10, uh, I think it was, how old was I? I don't know. It was 99. I still have a ticket stub from 1999. Um, 
And so it was like, you know, the very tail end of, of Shaq and Penny and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't remember the game visually at all. I, I'll be honest. I didn't. My first memory memories of the of the team were uh, the heart and hustle team. Um, I do remember seeing those those guys play. I met a couple players. Definitely remember the T-Mac days. Those were amazing. Um you know, the funny thing is, I, I don't think a lot of people remember, but if you went to enough games during the regular season, during the T-Mac time, th- that arena like was not like it had games when it was going off and it had games when it was like empty and you could hear like pins drop across the other side. It was really yeah. weird. And, uh, you know, the, the arena was dope for sure. Um, but it was also like those dark days were dark sometimes yeah, for sure. And, and, and unfortunately T-Mac had some dark days, even though he was such a bright spot for this franchise is, is T-Mac your favorite player in, in team history? Because of oh, like, yeah. that's how you got brought up. Yeah. yeah no NBA history. Like I, I die on the hill of like, I'm like, I think he's like a top 10, top five talent ever, all that good stuff. You know, I just, so, there's not a guy I've ever seen that like, he just like, he could do it all on offense, and I'm a big offensive guy. And then I've seen him sit down on defense a couple times too. So, so I like it. Patrick, who's your all-time favorite Magic player? Is it T Mac? It's T Mac, but if we exclude him, then it'll it'll probably be Dwight. I was a okay. big Courtney Lee fan, but he was only here for a year. Yeah, I was, I was so pumped when Courtney they traded Lee him, fan. dude. No, I love I love that he he like came into the team as a rookie, started like halfway through, played defense, and could knock down the three ball. I thought he was gonna like become a not an all-star but become a little bit better than what he ended up actually being i i always used to like refer to him and granted like back then when courtney lee was on the th- that was 2009 i was 20 i think um i i uh i i, I watched basketball i definitely didn't understand it to the extent that i do now but i watched basketball i felt like i was you know informed but definitely not a diehard a little bit slightly more casual uh, but still followed the team fairly closely and I was really bummed we traded Courtney Lee um, but I I thought like I always Im- like imagined him as just like a, a like a silent killer that's how I always described him because like you know he he was on the court he you definitely saw him there but like uh, you know he wasn't necessarily like uh the most obvious player on the court, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you can very easily get distracted watching other things going on while he's doing something. Then all of a sudden the ball's in his hand and then it's through the hoop. Like I was like, you know, just like a silent killer. I just, I don't know. I, I, that's how I remember describing him to people back then. Um, now granted, you know, his career was fine. You know, he he was a good journeyman and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, had a good NBA career. Uh, didn't get to the level that I thought he would, um, but yeah, he's he's cool. So okay, if T Mac and Dwight are your two favorite Magic players, uh, who is your all-time favorite non-Magic player? It could be current or past. Ooh, that's tough. I guess I'll go. I mean, not so much now, but growing up throughout, because I, I I played basketball myself, and I I kind of like embody like his attitude, like Russell Westbrook. Nice. That's somebody I really loved growing up. Um, obviously, he makes some decisions on the court now that I'm not a fan of, so it's hard for me to watch him nowadays. But when that when he was a young Oklahoma City player, I, I was like in love with him. Like I was like, he's the guy. He was like my header on Twitter and everything when I played basketball. He was he was legit, and that was like he came up right as the Magic were like kind of falling off. So it gave me something to watch, other than watching like Glenn Davis and Young Vucevic and us won yeah. 15 games and they're in the follow. Dude, um, I I really like Russell Westbrook. He gets a lot of flack, mm-hmm. um, but that guy is just uh, amazing. He's just unreal when he is locked in and playing. Uh, you know, even just a couple of years ago, three maybe two three seasons ago, he was still just like, at, like even those rocket days, dude. He was just a, a monster. Um, yeah, you know, and then his decision making uh, started. You know, getting into question like during those all the depot days, um, and then a little bit there, like I think he like kind of reeled it back in with PG when he was in Oklahoma. But then like, you know, I don't the last couple seasons, you really kind of see him like, dude, like you got to start transitioning to being a supporter than than the main guy. And hopefully, this is the season that once the 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 Lakers are healthy, that he can do that because I think if he transitions his game and his mindset. He's going to 
continue to just be a super impactful player long term. Um, but if he doesn't, there's not going to be a lot of teams that are going to be able to offer him a space because they know that he's just going to take away more than he can give. But I think, you know, like Dwight and other you know, Carmelo, even like other players on that current roster, when they made that mental mind shift, they just, you know, they extended their career because teams want them on their team again. Yeah. Um, so Westbrook needs to do that because man, he's so fun. He's so fast and, yeah. uh, just really explosive. Um, I really liked KG back in the day. Yeah, uh, KG. dude, that he's, I don't think people, understand like how difficult he was as a player to play against he was just so dominant um you know i think had he not been on the wolves and maybe been on a a more competent franchise we could have seen him talked about even more uh than we already do give him like such high praise Mm -hmm. but like he was kind of like the kobe mentality of big men in my opinion um just I don't know. He just no fucks given. I'm yeah, just no, going to go at sure. you a hundred percent the entire time. Um, and that's what uh, I really I, liked I about really him. I caught his T-Wolves days though. Sadly, like I, I caught him like right as he was like his last year or two and they were bad at the time. So they, I didn't really watch him. And then I watched obviously his Celtics years cause they battled us for years. And I'm the same way. I'm a hundred percent the same way. My, my memories of him are mostly as a, as a Celtic. Cause mm-hmm. I loved those magic Celtic battles back. Oh, in the those day. are the Christmas they day. So I, fun. I forget what Christmas day it was, but I think Hito hit the game winner or not yeah. the game winner, but the game, the, the, the go ahead bucket. That was, um, I love those games. Those games are the best. And I hated them with a passion. I see. I hated them so much. But now I've grown to respect them mm-hmm. because of the battles we went through. Like, I'm a huge Paul Pierce guy. I'm a big Ray Allen guy. Like, and I know like they were our enemies back then. But like, man, like you know, you, you it's kind of like you, you. I learned to respect my enemy years yeah. later. Years later, you For know, because sure. those those were some of my favorite matchups to watch whenever they would get because that, that team was just so dominant back then too. So, um. Patrick, let's get into this current magic season. So what I want to do right now to to start this off and for for the people that are listening to this podcast right now, Patrick and I don't have an agenda. We don't have an outline. This is just going to be another organic conversation between two magic uh, fans that are probably too diehard some days. (laughs) So, um, Patrick, here's how we're going to here's how we're going to start this off and then we'll just see how conversation goes. it can be anything. It can be a player. It can be a topic. It can be a achievement. Um, what What is one thing about this current Magic team or roster or players that comes to mind when I say the word excitement? I get. I mean, it's not. I don't want to say one player because then I feel like I'll do the other one injustice. But Franz and Cole, whichever one, sure, like the. Those are like the two that I get like really excited about. Cause one, I was like a pessimistic Cole guy prior. Sure. Not pessimistic, but I didn't know he was gonna do this, uh, or at least this early. But um, he's done someone that's like definitely exciting. And then I, I feel like Franz is more exciting because when he got drafted, it was kind of like a, okay, like I'm gonna trust the front office. They haven't done anything in my tenure. Like the, they haven't done anything where I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the right move. So like especially my brother and I were like, all right, we'll see how he is. He'll be a good role player or anything. And then. He goes out there, and some nights I'm like, "How did we get him at eight? I don't, I don't really know." So I will tell you my my topic. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier this morning. Mine mine relates. Mine is three point shooting. Um, we are finally not last or like bottom five in three point percentages or takes, and we're like. I, th- I think we're league average in makes, and I think we're top ten in takes and attempts per game. So, I, and Franz Wagner and Cole Anthony are, are major contributors to that to that aspect of it, and it's really exciting. Uh, I do like like you like with with Franz. Let's just hit on him for a second, man, because he's just like he's sweet Franz. He's only Franz, and everyone is just super excited about him. Um, he, I I was like. I, I wouldn't have been upset if we drafted him in the in the draft. I had other players that I would have picked ahead of him if I was the person picking right then and there. Um, 
and there might be a world where those players are just as impactful, if not more impactful than Franz long term. But right now, Franz is looking like an absolute steal. Um, he is just it's just unreal, like how good this guy is so fast, and yet he's only 20 years old. What are some of your favorite attributes about him so far as a player that you may might not have seen or expected coming out of college? So, I'm, I didn't watch him much in college. I'll say that much, but I didn't when I watched that. him in summer league, he seemed a little uncomfortable. Sure. But I don't know what happened over maybe that offseason, but he seems very comfortable with like his abilities. Like, there's not really anything where he's, like, kind of unsure. Um, his only thing for me is going to be, like, working on scoring off the dribble. But if that's his only, like, fault, then he has about 10 to 15 years to figure that out. So I'm not really worried about that. But I don't know. He's, he seems very confident in every move he makes. And it's not, like, a cock, cocky confidence where, he, like, he's talking and flexing. It's just, like, he has the ball. And, not like, yet. I don't think anybody on our team is, like, uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've yeah. had a few players in the past where I'm, like, uh-oh. Yeah, like Aladipo. <laughs> Hit him. Uh, we've had guys like, uh, I love EP, but EP used to scare me every time he caught the ball in the perimeter. Um, who else? D- oh, DJ Augustine used to dribble the air oh, off the ball. I, I, yeah. I'd lose my mind. I, I, I remember when Markel didn't start like the first seven games, and I, I, every game was like torture for me. Every that- single game. I, I agree that, that those first seven, it's like, oh, dude, just put Markel in just, <laughs> just, just quick. It. I mean, I'm glad they yeah. did very quickly. I mean, yeah. uh, credit to Clifford. He put him in very quickly. Um, but no, man, like I agree with you. Something that I mean, I didn't watch it. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. And I think a lot of people know that I get a lot of people on here that do more draft stuff than I do. And that's how I get and learn my information. But when I was learning about the draft this year um, and watching some highlights and, and tape and, and reading and stuff like that, the I, I'll agree with you. I absolutely love the confidence. I think the fuck you confidence is going to come real soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe by next year. Uh, right now he's confident and that's good. But I, I could see as he continues to have success him just like getting bigger and bigger with that. And I, I could be OK with that, depending on how his oh, game yeah. also progresses. Um, the thing I did not expect to to see so much was his ability to handle the ball and play make. Um, Running the pick and roll is just something that I didn't expect. Not definitely not this early either. I didn't think he was ever going to, I didn't think he had a tight enough handle to do things like that. Um, and, and here he is just like completely proven my, my, my question wrong on that aspect. Right. Um, I, I thought he was just going to be, you know, a guy that could drive, catch and shoot, um, you know, play good defense, just a glue guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a ball handler as well. Can be like a maybe not your primary, probably primary. But you know, he's he's definitely growing and and is looking like he can be a pretty solid like secondary third third type of playmaker on the floor when needed to grab the ball and, and run a pick and roll if if you need to. And you can never have too many ball handlers on the court. And that's something I'm really excited about. Um, because you're right, you know, like summer league and even preseason you're like what who like did we did we draft wrong you know and then you're seeing guys like book Knight have a great summer league and and, and uh, yeah. or uh, preseason and stuff like that and that's one of the players i was really high on and and i still think book Knight can be really really impactful he's just on a team that's not giving him the same type of like playing opportunity yeah. as uh as as uh as, as franz is getting um Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
It's going to be really cool to see him next to Jonathan Isaac once yes. once he recovers. Um, I mean, he th- those like I was like, did we just draft another guy who's supposed to be at power forward? But he's actually one of the first power forwards that I think lo- looks like more of a small forward and not a power forward. Like he's, yeah. you know, and, and he's got the size to switch easily. Um, it's this isn't like an AG or JI thing where it's like, oh, you're a forward that can also play the three and I know we're in this like positionless thing or whatever, but just go with me here. It's like we were trying to force people to play positions. They shouldn't have been playing yeah. for so long. Um, and, and now we're, we're not going to have to do that. I don't think so. Um, what, what about Cole Anthony? Let's, let's hit on him for a second, man. Uh, what's what, what about his game? Do you like the most right now? I just, I don't think, I don't know if you remember when, but I, I can't think of the last person I was like as aggressive as he is as like our primary ball handler. Now, I don't know if that's going to like continue. Like, I know he's going to stay aggressive, but like with Markel coming back and like us getting actual point guard help, we might not see it like maybe like at the point of attack as often. But I, I don't remember. I, I can't think of a guy that has been that aggressive off the ball except like Evan Fournier, but he wasn't the guy to do it. He just had to be the guy to, to like the guy to do it. But right. um, he's so aggressive and his shot is falling because he, he was this aggressive last year. I felt like maybe a, a little bit toned down, but his shot just wasn't falling. So I don't know what he did over the offseason, but his shot's falling. His shot selection is a lot better. I feel like he's getting well, he's getting to his spots like with way more comfort. Like he's coming off screens well, and he's actually reading the pick and roll like like a point guard. Because I've always thought like my, my my biggest worry with him was like he wasn't a, a true point guard, and he may never be a true point guard. But the biggest thing we need with undersized guards or like a combo guard, as they say, is like when you come off that screen, can you make the the pass or the swing, or can you get to the pull up? And he, he still makes mistakes, but I feel like that's like his biggest improvement has been like his IQ on everything, just shot selection, when to give the ball up. And then when he's hot, he doesn't stop attacking. Like, that's a good thing that, like, something that we always messed up or, like, back in the day, like, Evan would be hot or Aaron Gordon would be hot. And Aaron would have, like, 15 and a half, and then he wouldn't touch, get two, three shots up in the second half. And I feel like that doesn't happen with Cole. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to probably demand the ball if he's not getting it. So that's what I love about him right now. I mean, he's that volume scorer that we've been needing and wanting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I... Yes, you you can't have a good basketball team without good defenders and good versatile defenders, and you're always going to need that. But I was so excited that we finally drafted someone who's like, thing that's keeping them in the NBA is their scoring ability. And it's like, you know, because, you know, J.I. and Mo and, uh, you know, some of the these guys we got in the second round and, and Chuma. And it's like, man, when are we going to draft someone that's got potential to be a 20 point per game score or, or just like, like a high volume score that, that, that can, that can lead a consistent load. And, and some people might say, J.I. can do that. Um, some people might say Mo could do that given the, the opportunity, but like Cole's the person that's taking the opportunity. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to wait for the opportunity to come to him. Cause his mindset is I have the ball in my hands. I'm going to get buckets and, and you know, I'm going to pass too, but I'm going to get buckets. And yeah. And that's something we haven't had in ages. And I'm just so psyched that we have that now because he is so fun to watch, man. And, and, and then he's got the personality to back it up too, where he's just yeah, like, sure. you know, nice. everyone loves him. He's like the king of the, the, the side reporter, uh, interviews and, uh, the sideline interviews. And it's, you know, he's just taken on like a natural leader role where like, I feel like, you know, I'm not in the locker room. You know, I've been in the locker room a couple times post game for like, you know, doing media stuff, but you know, I'm not there on a day to day basis. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of quiet guys in years past. Um, and it, and, and, you know, even Markel and JI and like they're they're I'm sure they're leaders in their own way, but to me, they come off as very quiet lead by Mm -hmm. example kind of dudes or, maybe you'll get a scripture verse or something like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a, a faith driven person and you need that for, for leadership as well, that's great. Uh, but, but like, you know, I feel like, um, Cole is the type of person that's going to call people out on their BS, like right away. Um, yeah. but also be the first person to like vocally, like just jump in there and lift you up too, if you need it. 
Um, you know, when when you're in a when you're on a timeout, who's the type of player that's going to like tell the coach, hold on, dude, I got this yeah. and let me be the one to call some things out. I feel like Cole is the person that's going to do that. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but th- those are the types of intangibles that I, I like to see. I agree. I think we have a, a good locker room right now. Not that yeah. we've had bad locker rooms in the past, but like it it's it's scary, but it's good that a lot of these guys are the same age. And then um I don't know. I just it doesn't seem like anybody there doesn't want to play basketball. I feel like we've no. had some guys in the past in our locker room that are just there for the check. Yeah. And then they move on. And then um, you know, but this is like I would say not in a long time, but it's the first time where like the whole locker room feels like they're all friends. They all hang out. And yes, I know a lot of these guys are like grown men. So like they're not, they don't have to be best friends off the court, but this is like a team that I feel like spends a lot of time. Like the other day, RJ and Cole were on like Instagram live. just like messing around and stuff like that. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like we haven't had that in a while. And it's good to see, cause I feel like they'll grow together in a sense of like, they're all, they'll all get better, but they'll all get better to fit each other's like needs on the, on, on the team. Does that make sense? No, it does for sure. Yeah. I, I think to your your point about the the locker room just being really connected right now, I, I I think it's easier for us to see because we're our team is in the generation before or are the current that is like all about social media. And they're in the TikToks, they're into Instagram and 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 Snapchat and all well maybe not Snapchat. I don't know if Snapchat's still a thing for for the youngest generation. Um but but they're in that and that's what their thing is where you know Vucevic and Evan Fournier, like Vucevic was only on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Um Evan Fournier, he's like I think my age like 31, like the 31 32 somewhere around there. I'm 32. Um you know my generation kind of like was in the a beginning of the 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 social media but you know then you got half of us that have like tapered off or hardly ever use it anymore um my wife is hardly ever on social media like she doesn't post it or anything out there she's not she's not that type of person you know and so now we have like this this younger group you know outside of maybe ji who's in a completely different space you know he's married and like a pastor and like just got probably you know, different outside life of basketball yeah, than sure. some of these other kids, um, men, um, I keep calling them kids, but I mean, also like some of them can't even order a beer at the bar yet. So they kind of are kids. Um, but yeah, they seem, there's just seems like a lot of really good connection and it's, it's going to be sad when the magic make a consolidation trade yeah. one day, you know, cause sure. we know, we know it's, I'm enjoying it, but I mean, you and I both know it's coming at some point. Yeah, It's inevitable. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to this uh, person online earlier and they were, we were talking about all sorts of things, but then the conversation led to, um, you know, what's, how are we going to get over the hump from being a playoff team to a, a contending team? And I said, well, you know, try not to fall too in love with all these young players. Cause the only way we're going to do that is by getting a top 10 player in the league. That's, that's yeah. the, the people that win rings have a top 10 player in the league. And, you know, unless one of these guys surprises us, we don't have that on the team yet. And so we'll, we'll have to trade or get lucky and acquire one somehow. So, um, yeah. What what do you what are some of your concerns about this team outside of like the health stuff? What are some of your concerns about this team? Um, I mean, I know we just spoke on like locker room and it being great and stuff, but like a lot of these guys are hungry. So n- not that they'll go at each other's throats or something like that, but like there's going to be a point in time where let's say RJ Hampton, he's coming off the bench. He's only getting 15, 20 minutes a night. He's going to be like, well, I want to play like. I put my time in. I feel like I'm getting better. I like. I would agree with him. Like he's he's shown flash where like he's shooting the ball significantly like better, and um, he seems like he's a good like off ball type uh type of guard, off ball type wing. So that could be an issue where like down the road he's like, all right, I want to leave. Like I want to go somewhere to play. Like I don't. I get it. You guys have Suggs, Colts, um, Cole. You guys have who else? You got Franz. And like, there's all these guys that need minutes, and he's like, I get it, but I want to leave and I want to go. That's one of my worries, or or just like, um, there's players sitting on top of players. One, I, yeah. I worry about that because we've had it and I've seen it. Like, for example, like not to say Mo would have turned into like some superstar, but like 
we had Vooch sitting on top of him, rightfully so, because Vooch is playing great. But um, there's like all those what ifs are like, what if Mo was able to play through all of his mistakes in the first two, three years? We would not be saying maybe as much of a rusty Mo as you see now. You'll see a way more polished Mo, so you really won't know what he could have been, I guess you could say. But that would be my biggest worry with any of like like Suggs. He's not going to come back into the starting lineup, but I don't think right away. Um, Chuma is probably going to stay coming off the bench when J.I. comes back. At least I would assume so. Moe's probably going to get moved to the bench as well if if they fall in love with Wendell Carter. You know, so there's like there's just like a bunch of there's a bunch of like growing pains that we're going to have to go through. And in a perfect world, they all go great and everyone buys into their role and we win a lot of championships. But that's I. I have that same fear too. Um, everyone needs to eat, but everyone needs yeah. to, yeah, yeah. And it's it's part of the reason why I'm a little worried about this rebuild long term, um, and thinking we might have to make a consolidation move sooner than later. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like our all in move, but like you know, maybe not this deadline, but. You know, maybe at the end of the year, if we already kind of, if the front office is already starting to see a preference or two towards certain players, you know, I'm this this front office tends to be, in my opinion, sometimes almost too patient for certain things. Yeah, and I'm 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 hoping that they're not like I obviously want them not to rush it and make a bad move, but I I would hate for them to lose a really good opportunity to make a, a consolidation move where it's a you know a young player or two and a pick for like a, a really good supporting veteran right or uh you know like just just someone to help balance out the roster a little bit more um while you know waiting for oh, but what's the even better move right mm-hmm. um like they've never been aggressive enough to move up in the draft yet and we know they've been in trade talks, but they've always been outbid, right? So, um, you know, they they've done a couple. They they always do like a a a mid season trade almost every single year, where they acquire someone, right? Um, but so like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I just I don't want them to. I, I Patrick, one of my biggest worries with this team and is this rebuild taking too long. And that mm-hmm. happening because the front office isn't aggressive enough. Like, I don't want to be one of these teams that's in the draft, like hoping for lottery ruck, luck in two more seasons. Like, I'm hoping this is our one tanking season next year after we get, you know, some, you know, a good prospect and hopefully some consistent health. We're like, you know, showing some really good signs of growth and we start making some, like, some time. Like you know, good acquisitions to bring the team into the playoffs yeah. consistently. Then eventually, you know, maybe another year or two down the road, you make a really big swing, and you're you're then going for contention mode. So that's like, man, I would hate for this to be another four or five year rebuild. <laughs> you know, yeah. like get me back in the playoffs next year. <laughs> no, definitely, and I, I I just don't think they have four to five years either. Not that they've done anything wrong. They were kind of put in a situation where. They didn't have too many assets, and then the ones that they had, they moved them to kind of start this, right. which I thought they did a great job with. But Yep, they did really well. Yeah, I thought that was a fantastic job. But in my brain, it was always like, all right, but this is like 50%. Yeah. Like you haven't – you need to finish it now because, yeah, yeah we have like eight 20-year-olds, but everyone's going to want to make $15 million plus at some point, so you're not going to be able to afford them all. Yeah. So it's – there's like – um. I think it's Zay. He's like a big fan of Shy Gilgis. Like those are guys that I will take swings at. Yeah. Even if like let's say, because when Ji and Fultz come back, because I still have hope that Ji comes back in January. And you I, and I both. I still think they're going to come back. And yeah, um, we probably won't ever get out of the top three odds this year, which I don't want to. So like, hopefully we don't. Agreed. But if you see the, if we go like let's say. 15 and like 20 to end the season and we're still in the top three odds you know that this this team one everyone half the team's rusty but you know that they can compete with everyone now and now it's kind of like let's consolidate this summer to go get a young guy that we see that could become that top 10 player like you were saying so that's like a guy just off the top of my head is like shy like he'd be something that 
I would give them whatever they want. It just sucks that it's the Thunder because what could they possibly want? They have a thousand draft picks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're going to want they young players. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, I know. just, so that's the only difficulty is where yeah. Shy is at. But that's like a guy I've like really like had my sights on. Like, he'd be a good guy to swing for because not only he's only like 22, 23, but as he gets into his prime, all these guys will be right behind him. So we'll just be going like this. And I, I still want to keep that that momentum of like everyone you know, same age kind really? of fighting together. But you need guys that are a little bit better and I guess like a little bit worse so that everyone can buy into their roles and actually like sell out as a team. And then at some point, this team also is going to have to find that true veteran to come in and like kind of mm-hmm. like lead the way, kind of like, uh, you know, like what Chris Paul did in this with the Suns, like what Gordon Hayward kind of did with with uh, the Hornets, right? Now, granted, you know Lonzo Ball or Lamella Ball is baller, but like I feel like Gordon Hayward kind of like is the glue that like holds that 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 yeah. team together. Um, as far as just like doing it all, um, you know, there's I I I'm very much worried about this team being too young, um, for too long. And, uh, yeah, man, like if we, I, first off you, you hit the nail on the head. The uh, SGA is like the, is the dude that I want. Right. I'm not saying the magic need to go make a big swing for Paul George, right? Like someone in their thirties at this point, like, no, we're, we're trying to get to, we're trying to take a swing on that. The, the players that are projecting to be in that next group, right? The SGA, the, the cat, the, you know, yeah. maybe Brandon Ingram, depending on how people view on him. But those are kind of like the three bigger names that you think might shake loose in the next season. Yeah. Right. Or two. Um, and so it's like, dude, I want the magic to be in all those conversations. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, uh, and SGA is probably the one on top for, for all of that, man. I, I liked him in that draft too. No, he, was that the Isaac draft or was that the, uh, the Bomba, Bomba draft? draft? That was the Bomba draft. Yeah. Yep. What's your view on Bomba? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This year. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I just, I don't know. I feel like we've given him the, the shit end of the stick here. So I try to be as, I try to be as positive for him as possible. Because one, we have like a lot of fans that are already negative towards him. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's just like, he's very interesting. Like he can shoot the ball. As of late, he's kind of shot a little bit worse, but like, he can, he's one of our better shooters on the team. Like you were saying, we're a better three-point shooting team. He's a big reason of that. He spreads the floor really well. And, like, his his defensive IQ was picked up. Like, he's starting to be in better spots. He changes almost every shot. Like, even if he doesn't get his hands on the ball, him just being there, like, people stop going into the paint. Like, he's a top-10 shot blocker right now in the NBA, and people act like he's just <laughs> – it's just, like, another day in the office. Like, if, right. if other teams had that, they'd be salivating on Twitter. But not us, you know? Not us Magic fans. But um, no, I love Mo. I think I I love I like Wendell Carter, and I want to be a fan of his. But he's a little bit undersized for my little for my like throwback way of thinking. Yep. So I think Wendell will work well with Jonathan because Jonathan Isaac can come over and help him. And um, Wendell doesn't really get bodied. Uh, that's Mo's biggest issue is he gets bodied right. in the post. But 
I don't know. It's my worry that if we move on from Mo and um, we leave Wendell at the five, not that we'll be bad, but I just I worry for our defense in the paint because like Wendell can play defense. He can keep you from getting in there. It's the problem is like when they get in there, it's kind of like a guaranteed bucket because they can just go up and over him. He's like six nine on a good day. Sure, like, I don't, sure. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only that's my only thing. I I love Mo's obviously his potential. That's like his biggest word is. His potential. I feel like it's still like not completely tapped into. You yeah. see flashes of him where I'm like, okay, like we see more of that. We're gonna we're gonna really have a conversation. Then you see games where he's like out of breath, kind of like turned off. And I feel him because sometimes he doesn't touch the ball. And these yeah. dudes just be missing him for a living. So I, I I've been in both like I've been in those types of situations myself where if you don't touch the ball, you kind of just shut down. So it's tough. I don't know. I'm not I, out on him. I, I I'm not out on him here. I, I like don't know if I'm as high on him as I used to be, but I'm definitely not out on him. And, and I have some of the same concerns too about, you know, Wendell Carter uh, long-term, you know, like one, the dude is injury prone at this point. You know, I, I people might not want to believe it, but there's a reason why the same amount of time um, you know, Mo Bamba, before, before coming into this season, Mo Bamba had actually played more games than Wendell Carter did coming into this season, um, which we all know Mo missed a lot of time because of COVID, because of uh, his freshman year uh, 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 leg injury, and then just getting outplayed by Ken Birch in years that we were trying to win. Um, you know, I wouldn't call Mo injury prone. Um, he's had one injury uh, outside of his ankle right now. Um, he's only had one injury. So, um, but Wendell Carter has had. He, his first three seasons were full of injuries and now yeah. he's got this calf thing or his leg thing, whatever, whatever it is. And so like, that's a concern I have with him. His size, like you said, is a big concern for me because I, I, I he's done well in the like on and off power forward center switching style. But like, you know, and I think next to someone like J.I. that could work, but also, how long is J.I. going to be on the team for, right? Yeah. You know, are yeah. we drafting another, like, this draft coming up that we're probably going to have a, a pretty good pick in is all the top guys from my early understandings of the draft. I haven't done a, a ton of research on, on this draft yet, so I'll just I'll just say this. But it looks like all the guys are, like, power forwards and centers, like, like yeah. big dudes. So, um, you know, who knows how J.I. looks when he comes back. And and what type of impact? So, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not ready to give up on Mo yet either. Um, you're right. Like, he does have moments where he's disinterested, but like, uh, is is that because of him as a person, or is that because, like you had mentioned, like he feels like he needs to be utilized in a certain way, and he's not getting utilized that way, and so it it bums him out in the middle of a play. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I I. I can't lie. Like I'm not a professional athlete. Right. But I, 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 I I go to work all the time and I'm in meetings all the time. And if I'm going to a meeting that I'm really psyched on and I have think some really good ideas to contribute and hopefully make an impact. And then I never get to be able to jump in the conversation or when I do, I then get overtaken by someone else. Um, and, and, and I don't get to actually really make the, like the contribution that I wanted to, I don't, I, I walk out of that meeting like bummed out too. So like mm-hmm. it, that can be like a similar situation for players on a court, you know, like with physically getting the ball or, or whatever the case may be. So I don't know, man, like, I don't know if I'm ready to trade him this off season or this, this deadline. Um, you know, I, what would you give him on a contract extension or like a, a retainer retention, like just a new contract? I, mean, I would say, well, I'll start by saying that Wendell's already like outplayed his like, in a sense, like he probably would have made more if he would have played this season. He probably would have made what does he make? He makes four year fifty. Is that what he got? Something like that. 50? He's like, yeah, it's like eleven, twelve a year. Yeah. So I I would say Mo's either gonna get around that or a little bit less. Because yeah. I think Wendell Carter's gonna end up being underpaid. So like when when he gets it, people are gonna be like, he's not worth Wendell, but it's not it's Wendell's getting underpaid, you know? So yeah, I think Wendell would have probably been better off like four year sixty, four year seventy after the year he's putting up, but I think the front office also knows um, we're six and twenty-three, and teams don't completely go into games with us engaged. And 
there's yeah. a lot of those factors that you take into consideration. So I can see if Mo's okay with it. I don't know. It's just it's just, it's going to be up to the agent, but I could see him getting like a three year deal like Fultz, where sure. it's like third year player option. Where like we believe in you, but you have to prove it to us. So here's three yeah. years, like here's three years, thirty five. I guess something like that. Yeah. yeah, three years, thirty six. Where it's twelve million dollars a year. It sounds hefty, but yeah, then it's only three years with a with a team option or a player option or whatever. Couple incentives in that. there. Yeah, a couple yes, incentives exactly. in there to to make exactly. it like you know if you make all defensive team, here's another million dollar per year. So it's like exactly. you're really making thirty. Uh, so it's like 10, 10 mil a year with like a mil or two each season in player incentives, yeah. um, with an option on the third year or something like that. Yeah, that, that Definitely. could be, that could be all right. You know, I, I just like, I, I, I don't, this, this current injury that he's on doesn't seem like it's going to prevent him long-term. Yeah. Right. I think he'll be back probably in, in another, you know, I, I'd imagine relatively now, soon. Though. Yeah. Now he's, he's on COVID. Yeah. Um, so like, I would imagine like he'll be back relatively soon, you know, after these Mm -hmm. protocols and hopefully he just stays healthy throughout the rest of the year. And it's like, you know, I think you either, uh, you either retain him or you do a sign in trade, right? You know, you don't, you obviously this front office isn't going to let him like walk, Walk, you know, they've, they've done that with DJ Augustine and he's the only person they did that with. And that's because it was pretty darn clear. Like, you don't have enough value for us to retain. Uh, and, and like you did your service, like do your thing, like pick whoever you yeah, want. Exactly. You're good. Thank you. You know, you're, you're no one signing and trading for DJ Augustine and, and we don't have any reason to re- bring him back. Um, but outside of that, this front office is retained or, or, or somehow gotten in return something for every player that's left the roster for the most part, uh, outside of Timothy Mozgod, you know, and even that they, 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 uh, I think they got like a, I don't know. That was a weird one. I think we're on the last year of his deal, right? Something like that. Yeah. Last year to pay him five mil. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Five, five mil, but I don't think it actually goes against the cap. I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they got it waived. I think because of the injury. We're still paying him, but it doesn't. Yeah. So because he had a career ending injury um, and could not come back to play, they, 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 we stretched him, but then after we stretched him, we proved that he we could not bring him. He could not continue because of an injury. So therefore, the stretch doesn't go against the cap. Don't quote me on this, but I believe that's gotcha. what we did with him. I think I remember um, something of like it's like an injury exemption or something. Yeah, like that, right? something like that. Yeah. So uh, we're still paying him, but it's not affecting how much. I don't believe it's affecting how much we can. I could be completely wrong, but I, that's my <laughs> current understanding without looking things up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Mo, but also like if if there's a young player to throw on top of a sweetener deal right now, if we're going to make like a Terrence Ross or, or a Gary Harris like trade at the deadline, like Mo Bomb is that guy. That's too, what I'm, you yeah, know? That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. Unless unless the front office is already out on like RJ, which. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could be like, uh, you know, maybe they thought one thing about him and think something different. He's like the only person that I would think that they could be potentially out on at this point. Um, but also, like, I mean, dude, it's hard to be out on someone who's like not even played like 82 NBA games yet. You know, I'm kind of hoping none of the guys are really touched. Other, I mean, other than Gary, Terrence and like, you know, the older guys, because I don't I would like to just I want to see them play competitive basketball first. Yeah. And that'll happen when we're healthy. Whether the season's over or not, those guys are going to play hard because they got things to prove, you know. And then um, winning is fun, and they like to win. So I, once we see, like, who's really what, then I'm okay with moving them. Because, again, like, I, I just – I'm big on when teams game plan, game plan for you and they fe- – not fear you, but they know they're about to have a battle tonight. It's a whole different perspective than um, – we're playing the six and 23 magic or the right. five and 27 rockets. Like there's not much excitement or emphasis on the game, whether people like to believe it or not. When people come to play us, it's not, they're not, no. you know, and that's why every no. third quarter starts off slow for us. Cause they go into that locker room and they're like, all right, y'all ready to just end this game real quick. Yeah. And sometimes we get lucky and Cole gives us 15 in the fourth. So, but for the most part, they end up in losses. So I'm waiting for that moment where we're, we're competitive, one through four, and teams are like, all right, we got a game plan because they could actually give us an L and ruin our playoff chances or something. Right, right. I'm, and 
sort of a hot take here. I don't actually care if we do a trade at this deadline. I I am totally fine with a one. I don't know if we're going to get many offers for Gary Harris. He looks like a buyout candidate to me um, or someone you just like let hit free agency and you figure it out from there. Um, you know, Terrence Ross, like I'm not in a rush to get him out the door. He's, mm-hmm. you know, like I would love to see this team somewhat healthy with some veteran balance to help stabilize like the, the, the younger players and, and just see what they can do. Right. And I guess, I mean, like Terrence Ross is probably a, a, a better off court balancer than he is on court for these younger players. He's not the type of guy that like looks to pass very much, you know, <laughs> Uh, he's a, he's the scorer and kind of just looks for the bucket and doesn't always look to pass, which, which means, you know, the ball might be as fluid and, and move in that unit that he's playing in. So it could hurt, you know, potentially, you know, RJ Hampton who plays next to him, where at least, uh, Gary Harris is a, uh, you know, he, when I watched Gary Harris on the court, these last, this last month, um, as he started to find his rhythm, He's contributing, but I don't think he's taking away anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't look at him and get frustrated. Like, why are you scoring the ball when, you know, when when Cole Anthony or or some other young guy is right next to you? Well, because I, 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 I think it feels like he's scoring within the flow, and I feel like he passes when he's supposed to pass, and and he shoots when he's supposed to shoot, um, and it's not so much just shooting all the time. Where like Terrence Ross, I don't always get that feeling with you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. My only worry with Terrence is a, uh, he was kind of here with like our highs, quote unquote. Yeah. When we were, so like now that he sees where we're at, he kind of has like, not that he's checked out, but he's checked out in a sense. Totally. Yeah. So like Gary Harris has to prove himself. So that's where, like if he's engaged, like he's playing. Like I'm, he takes some shots where I lose my mind. But you know, I know he's trying to like win in a sense. Yeah. And not to say Terrence is not trying because Terrence tries and he has his games where he like. He won us one. He didn't win it for us, but he was one of the reasons we won in Madison Square Garden when we beat. Totally. Him. He has those games where he turns it on, but I just I know that deep down he's like, right, like time for me to go, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't really have to prove much. Everyone knows he's that guy that can come off a screen and put up five to ten threes a night for you and get you ten to fifteen points easy. Right. So and I know playoff teams know that, and they're probably all just waiting for the deadline to kind of consolidate what they're going to do and just give up what they're going to give up, but. I don't think yeah, we're going to get Gary much and him are in different spots. Yeah, totally. They are, you know, Gary's in more of a prove it deal where yeah. you either hope the magic, uh, can get a sign in trade for him in the off season or retain him on a very, very favorable deal, you know, um, which I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. Um, you know, yeah, I, no, he's, he's okay. I'd like him yeah. on the bench though. Yeah, I'd like him on the bench. I'd like him like two inches taller so he could play a little bit more at the three more naturally. Um, but unfortunately, I can't. I can't wish him to grow at you know when he's twenty seven years old. Because yeah. I mean that's the other thing. Like Terrence Ross is thirty one. Gary Harris is only like twenty seven. I think he just turned twenty seven a couple months yeah. ago. So it's not like Harris is all that old. Um, and he's got a lot of like winning experience. He's a really you know he's been in so many high level playoff basketball games. I think he, you know, I, and I think that brings a lot to the table for such a young team. Um, we'll see, man. Do you have your eyes set to anything for the deadline? Do you like, do you want to see Terrence Ross moved? I mean, I don't want to see him move as like a magic fan, but yeah, for the, for the sake of us, like, you know, moving on. Cause he needs to move on. Like I want to see yeah. him play on in a team that's competing. I, I'd like to see him move. Hopefully, there's like um, these are all like just like things I see on Twitter and people always spitballing. But like moving him to the Clippers, we can get back like Luke Kennard's contract and like a guy like BJ Boston. Who I forgot who said either Ray Shard because I want to give credit. I don't want to just take it. It's like either Ray Shard or Lewis sure. or said it, and um, that's like a treat, like a trade that intrigues me for Terrence and a trade that intrigues me for tr- intrigues me for us because yeah, BJ yeah. Boston is a guy that pretty sure he dropped like forty or something in the G League the other night and he was playing well and in the league so guys like that you know i think for terrence it's for depending on the level of contender right like the high level contenders like the lakers the clippers um the nets they don't really have a lot of picks so you're looking at a package sort of like what you just described um and then uh you know the next level of contenders are like 
Boston, New York, not contenders, but like playoff teams. Yeah. Right. They, they, they could go after Ross, but is, is that is giving up? You know, I feel like if those teams are going to give up a pick for all you fans that want a pick, I feel like that pick is going to be so like heavily protected that it's going to get kicked down the road years in advance or it's just going to turn into a couple seconds, right? Um, Because there's going to be so many random protections on it. So I don't, like, for all you fans that really want a first-round pick for for Terrence Ross, go look at the future firsts for this current draft and for upcoming drafts uh, uh, for current playoff teams and just... It's it's kind of weird. There's not it's it's a weird space. Maybe the Mavericks like could give us like a a, a pick and like uh, I think they still have one more year to on that on the Porzingis trade where they don't have a pick. So maybe it's like a twenty twenty three pick or something like that. Yeah. Maybe something like that could work. And it's like you know top sixteen protected, like lottery protected or something like that. But. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I mean, the the front office will probably make a move at the deadline. I'm sure they yeah. will. There's they they do it every year. So uh, we're the very last team to make a call and and call in a trade every year. The ticker goes it's, down. Like last so. year was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. That was Dude, it was wild. That was insane. It was wild. That was. Ex- I was just sitting at my desk and my friend just said. My friend goes. He was a Bulls fan. He's like, hey, we just traded for Vooch. I said, for who? I said, for, I was like, for who? He said, Vucevic. I got up, walked straight outside, called my brother. I said, that was crazy. I uh, I was on the, I think I was working from home that day, and I was like, I was distracted. I did not work anymore that day. <laughs> no, yeah. I was, yeah, no. No work. I saw him leave, AG, and Evan. I'm like, what is going on in Orlando? Yeah. I was expecting AG and Evan. I was not expecting Savic just because I didn't think we were going to get an offer that was good enough, right? Um, Was he first or was he last? I think he was first. I think he was first. Yeah, yeah. It was him and then AG, and then I think Evan was the last person to get moved. Oh, wild. Yeah, that was wild, wild. Well, Patrick, we've been rolling for like 50 minutes right now. I appreciate it. I th- thank you for jumping on. Uh, why don't you tell the people that are still currently listening to this podcast, and if you've made it this far, thank you for listening, uh, where they can find you in the Twitter world. Just find me at uh, Patrick Shehu 2 So it's like P-A-T-R-I-K-S-H-E-H-U-2. And then there's no spaces. It's all one word. And I'll so, tag you, of course. Yeah. And then um, that's like every social media platform. I used to have a magic account, but I retired it. So we'll stay nice. away from that one. Nice. Retired the magic account. Too much. Uh, magic and then of course, too much. you know, of course they can, you know, when we do group articles and other stuff like that, you know, you're pretty involved with those things too. So you can always find him, uh, uh, with, with the, with the close up magic mm-hmm. written content from time to time as well, which maybe one day us as a group, will get our act together and write more consistently. But until then we're like solid for like once a month. Yeah. So. It's also tough right now. You got, uh, we get to, we go write about Tim Fraser and Freddie Gillespie. Yo, right. <laughs> like, come on, let's go. Uh, what, what something Ford. Don't we have a guy like Admiral? No, uh, oh, Admiral Admiral Schofield, Schofield, yeah. and then there's something Ford or something like that. Yeah. Right? I, know you're ta- I don't remember his first name, but it, I yeah. know you're talking about, and then, um, Hassani Graver. I don't even know. How yeah, Graver. I like Hassani though. I'm a yeah. big fan of Hassani's. I, w- I liked him in summer league. He looked pretty. Yeah. He looked pretty solid in summer league. He looks. He he is yeah. fearless. I like him. He's and then um who else do we have? B J oh, Johnson. BJ. I love B J Johnson. Yeah, I've loved him since his L A Lakers performance with. Yep. When Markel dropped his triple double, that was the best day of my life. <laughs> yep. Markel dropped numbers. BJ got his first game. I, yeah. I think that was his first game in a Magic uniform. We had like uh, three G League players playing that night or something like that. There were like so many injuries. Did. Yeah, that was a big night. And Markel brought it home. That was super fun. Yeah. Um, any uh, any G Leaguers you uh, you want to keep on the team long term? I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but we just talked about it. Um, I don't know. I think we need point guard help until yeah. these guys at least come back. So I'll give Hassani the nod. I think B, I think BJ Johnson should have had his time years ago, like a couple of years ago. I think they they did, did him a disservice by not playing him. So I'm really hoping that 
one of those guys or just one of these like 10 day contracts we're giving out outshine, like shine so well that like we just cut Iggy Bristakis and bring them into that two way. I don't mind Mulder in the two way because like like he he can, he actually does shoot and you know, and, and, and can pass and like does things at an NBA level. I just don't know what Iggy does on an NBA level at all. So um, that's, that's my hope is that by the end of this in the next couple of weeks that there's a new guy and in, in that two way spot. Yeah, I agree. So, you yeah. can't convince me. BJ's not better than Iggy. I'll tell you that much. No, no. Or, or at least not worth like the, 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 the upside. Yeah. I don't know, up, you know, some people say, Oh, Verstakis is only 22. I still don't see any upside other than he's young. Right. Like he's only 22. Some, yeah. 22 or 23. Cool. But you either have it or you don't. I mean, not not really, but you either show potential or you don't. You can be young and not show potential, right? You know? Yeah, no, he's – I don't know. He seemed decent last year. This year is yeah. just kind of like maybe he's got too much on his plate when they're like you can kind of do what you want when you play, and that's yeah. too much for him. I don't, I, I don't either. You know, and maybe he's a guy that needs a, a little bit more structure and system. You yeah. know, and I do feel like I do feel like some of our guys need that a little bit. Oh, yeah. hundred you know, percent. Th- that's why I'm so excited. System. That's why I'm so excited to get guards back. Like. Not even just because I'm, you know, I'm a big Markel guy, but not even him, like even getting Jalen back, because once, yeah. once Jamal, uh, Jamal kind of figured out to stagger one of the point guards, everything be kind of came a li- became a little bit more fluid. So when we get Jamal, not Jamal, when we get Markel and Jalen back, there's going to be. At least one or two ball handlers on the court at all time, and that's even with Franz as turning into a point guard himself. So, you know, it's gonna. I think it's gonna become easier, and as we we grow more into this, grow more into these players and into the season, the guys will. Man, cool. I can't wait to get Suggs back. He was really starting to find his offensive yeah, rhythm, for sure. Like those last couple of games, like he's he's. I know, like Scotty Barnes is like going off, and like there was a big debate between him and Suggs, but like, man, I think Suggs is gonna be awesome. Like. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. His defense is already so good. His offense was starting to come around. Like not every rookie is going to come out like, like Franz did. Right. You know, Franz is really the first rookie we've ever had come out like that in like years. So it's like, you know, I I think Suggs is going to be a great player for the magic. And, uh, he's gotten, he's got mad upside in my opinion. So I think the, the too much kind of hindered him, but helped Franz. Like he, there was a lot on his plate to start off from the get go. And point yeah. guards take some time, man. Even, oh, yeah. even that's combo hardest. guards, if that's his, it's his natural place, yeah. you know. It's just that's one of the hardest positions. I mean, just the one or the two, especially in today's NBA, where you got to run offenses. You run offense through like so many different like positions and so many totally. different parts of the court. And then, um, yeah, it was just him and Cole kind of out there until Franz came along, and then it was him, and those three, and then Wendell's came along too. So. It's gonna be the, the more talented players, NBA players we have, the better we will. It's be a so good old. problem to have for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, for we sure, haven't had sure. in a while with young talent, so oh, it's it's so weird, but it's like so exciting. It's just it sucks that we still haven't seen it. Like, yeah, these two dudes won't come back from injury, and then we have COVID, and then Jalen breaks his thumb. It's, it's been a lot. I mean, you really think about the front office, like for a second here, and they they really did. For to go into a rebuild, they with with the veteran team that we had last year. Uh, I mean, they really turned that into a pretty pretty quick young team that's got a lot of like potential to to various degrees, right? Some yeah. some potentials are like high end role players. Some of them could be potential all stars. But like uh, you know, I, it's they they really did a good job and like completely have started this rebuild off in the right direction. So no, we'll agree. see how it continues. Because if you if you compare the two from like our first rebuild, I would if we had to do that day. again, I would lose my mind. Oh but my we're kind of so like fifty percent of the way there already. Yeah. We're like yeah, sure. maybe finding one superstar in the draft away and then you can like we say consolidate it and then move on and then see where it goes. God please, please. <laughs> You and I will be the happiest. Like our our group chat on Twitter will just go crazy. <laughs> it's been it's been slow these days because there's not much yeah. to talk about. Yeah, I not many of us want to talk about these uh, yep. ten day guys. So, anyways, Patrick, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. 
I'm gonna see if I can get another episode in after Christmas before New Year's, but we'll. If not, don't worry. I got a couple of a uh, couple of fun guests uh, lined up for early next year, including a uh, older Magic player. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, an old, uh, uh, an old Magic player that used to play for the team is gonna come on and 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 talk about some Magic history and his playing time and and uh, a little bit about the current team. So um, look out for that, and we'll go from there. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Peace. Happy holidays. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.